I say that every day of my life. Sure. Yeah. I tried. Sure. You gotta make an I tried shirt. We really need an I tried shirt. <laughs> Change the goddamn podcast that opening, name. I tried. That opening made me laugh so hard. I think on the back of the we I tried it should say yes I did. Just yeah. Get it on a shirt. Uh-huh. That's perfect. We don't give two anymore. Uh-uh. We're just going for it. Exactly zero given. Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Hello, thank you for joining us at the table. We're on our 15th series and we're doing a looking back series to kick off this year looking back at some past episodes and what's changed since then and kind of just discussing the episode and anything we kind of missed that we'd like to talk about. At the table tonight, I have Kim. Hello. Tabitha. Hello. Rachel. Hey, everybody. Jen. Hey, everyone. And I'm Jamie. So it was my turn to pick an episode. So I wanted to go back to like the beginning and I think episode two is like my favorite episode, but I decided to do the no res from that series because I thought it was really fun to do our first no reservations and a lot happens in the episode and also a little happens in the episode. So I can like talk about and um, I feel like things have kind of changed for all of us from the episode so we can talk about some of that stuff. Just be a little loosey-goosey. So for me, looking back at the episode, it's always interesting to see where your kids are at at that time because I was talking about Jesse's like spinning and I think it like went away shortly after that. And then it came back like this habit he has, which I think is somewhat typical, but also goes to an extreme with autism. And right now we don't have that problem. And that's like, oh, it's nice, but it also makes me more appreciative of that not being an issue. I talked about the potty training in the beginning. <laughs> and how um, things happened with that with a throw pillow. And <laughs> yeah, that was Amelie, right? <laughs> so yeah. funny. When she's 15 and she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> again. But I also felt, I was like, do I sound like a snob when I'm like, I just don't do that. So I threw the pillow away. I would throw that away I too. throw the poopy pillows away too. Me I too. mean, that's so real life. Funny. I am not a woman of yeah. wealth. But no, I you sound laugh. like a person who has common sense. <laughs> yeah. And How also one stop? who's literally over it. How are you going to get that out of the crevices of a throw pillow? I just, like, I just throw it away. Yes. But this episode, it turned into being a lot about travel. Yeah. A lot of people are traveling during the time or not traveling like tabs. But it made me think about that. I talked about a trip that we had just into Disney and it was... The year before that in 2019, I also did a trip to Disney and that flight and stuff was a disaster. So that year, I think at the end of 2020, we did another trip and that went a lot better. And we just did another trip at the beginning of last year of 2022 in January. And Jesse was like a champ, a champ as much as he can be on that trip. And so like, I think that like, we've really grown with that, with being prepared for him. Like I've really come to like the fact of like, Like we went to Disney and he didn't want to ride a lot of rides. He just wanted to watch a lot of rides. So I just like, like now I knew that about him. So me and him just watched a lot of rides and it was okay. Sometimes that made me sad that like he didn't want to ride or like I wanted to ride and I couldn't, but overall I was like, this is what he's enjoying. We stood and we watched a slinky dog ride like 50 million times. So stuff like that. But Kimmy, you guys also did a big trip around that time. And then you kind of did a similar trip. Yeah. So 
that was uh, Melissa's first time in only time flying. And then that was in March of 2021. And then we went to Florida again in June. We did a big trip, but we drove this time. You know, COVID flying was really cheap. So that's true. And those Airbnbs were cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cheap. I think we paid like $100 a person round trip. Dang. Yeah. So they're not that they weren't that cheap this summer. I mean, they were actually really expensive, like on the high end. So um, we don't typically fly anyway. So we drove. Yeah, we drove instead of flew and we did the whole Disney thing, which we didn't do that time was kind of like a basically we just got COVID. We had all had COVID in January and I was like, well, we had COVID. So now we can. This is back when we had the travel bans. I know we don't have to worry about that stuff as much now. And we're like, well, we are excluded from the travel ban, so we might as well take a trip. That's my reasoning. <laughs> Isn't that kind of crazy how much stuff has changed too? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So stuff. then, and then where flights are so cheap, we decided that we would be like, well, this would be a great time to like see if we can get her on a plane because first of all, the we're only spending a hundred dollars on the ticket, so if like it didn't work out, then it's yeah. not like like now would be put throwing nine hundred dollars away you know what I mean because me Neil and her wouldn't fly we fully anticipated that there would be a chance that she would not get on the plane and we would have to drive but yeah. um you know so we we you know drove and anytime I mentioned a plane she's like no 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 she is not not even if you dangle a pool or anything you're she's like no no ma'am Oh yeah, she just doesn't like the idea of anything that has to do with any chaos, which is pretty much everything in our life. So the the flight did not win her over. No, but when she <laughs> looks at the rails, I have a bunch of rails of when we went to Disney. She likes to watch them, and I go, "Do you want to go there again?" And she always points and says, "Hollywood Studios." That's where she wants to go again. No, because we did a rail like I did a rail from inside that Millennium Falcon. I don't know which one it was, the one with the stormtroopers. oh no that's rise of the resistance yes yes that one um and you know she always always watches that and like points to it like you know so I'm like oh I'm gonna have to go my husband says he'll never go to Disney again but because he doesn't like the heat he doesn't like the lines he doesn't like oh yeah you guys went in like June he doesn't like that every time he brings his wife to an airport or Vegas six pounds over oh my god he doesn't <laughs> like um when we were listening back go, so kim, kim in the last episode kim goes so yeah if you end up bringing your husband who doesn't want to go on a trip on a trip and then you end up staying another day on a trip he doesn't want to be on and then you get to the front of the line and they say your bag is six pounds over who and then oh he has God. to unpack the bag. And on the way down, it was also six pounds. Well, so I the thing laughing. he was most mad about was so they were so rude to us. So we were like in the line trying to put the um, stupid tags on because all the kiosks were down. And I, I found one right in line with a where you do the baggage thing. And they're like, they're like, you need to get out of line. You that needs to already be done. And we're like, okay, sir. And then we get we get up there it weighs too much so then like he's I mean he's already furious so um it doesn't take a lot to get mad to be honest but so then we start taking I mean my kids two yetis were probably like five pounds each if we're honest so I took a I took we had a small like a small bag that we brought so I just shoved some stuff in there and then they took the suitcase didn't weigh it and just threw it on the container (laughs) it's like so pissed that they didn't even they didn't even weigh it (laughs) like so they obviously could have just thrown it on anyways but 
what they would have noticed in the lift. It was good times. Tabs, you also, you got denied travel. That's the thing, like how different it was, how hostile it was during the pandemic. And now (sighs) it's like, whatever. Yeah. You have COVID, come on the plane. That was horrible. That was was horrible. It really was a horrible experience. So they denied Nora flying, who was two, just turned two because she couldn't wear a mask on the plane even though she has a disability, diagnosed disability at that time. And they didn't have their instructions clear because it was all changing rapid pace at that point. And um, I was supposed to speak at my friend's benefit in Montana and I didn't get to go. But the nice thing was, so then I did this video where I'm like freaking out at the, (laughs) I did the classic thing where I jump online and make a video of myself crying at the airport. But but then I made a follow-up video of all the laws and like regulations and what was changing at the time because this had just came out. And then people on the internet started sharing it and all this stuff in my post. And then the airline commented back about the videos and then like a couple of weeks later, they changed their website and policies and made it more clear for future travelers. So it worked out for people after us, I guess. It's not uh, you. Not me. It was horrible. I mean, that was That's horrible. In the episode you go, I mean, now I'm sort of like, what could I have done different? And I go, call Delta. Fly, flown Delta. Yeah. I've never still to this day, just a little FYI. That was Allegiant Airlines. I still have never purchased another ticket from Allegiant Airlines to this day because of that experience. And I flew them probably three or four times a year. So there you go, Allegiant Airlines, get your shit together. It was interesting listening back because that was two years ago. And now, like, I remember that time frame being so crazy with COVID. And it was like, should you travel? Shouldn't you travel? How do you do it? How, you know, all this stuff. And now we're just like, People are over COVID. It's still here. It's still here. You wouldn't like announce that you were traveling. Yeah. You didn't want to admit (laughs) that you were actually traveling. Yeah. And now people are just like over it. Like we're so over the restrictions and being on lockdown and it was so long, but I remember all the fear around that time, like being so strong, you know, it's, it was interesting to listen back. You had to show a negative test for the airport. No, that was before they started testing. So I don't even think the airports ever tested, did they? Certain ones like Hawaii. I know Hawaii. If you flew to Hawaii, you had to I think international too. Yeah. You just had to wear the mask. Well, depending on where you're going internationally, if they required it. In the Twin Cities, they use the airport for a testing site and like a Mm-hmm. maybe the, I was just thinking well that. you had you had to also test like was it like three days before you traveled or something I, like that? I think this was like at this time it was still like before the testing was really good like the at-home testing or the yeah like before you could get the drive-through they didn't t- yeah this well was, and it was like some places would say like that but there was no follow-through on it so like right. some states yeah. it was like a rule that yeah. you had the quarantine when you got to the state but then no one could follow through on it mm-hmm. um like when we got, back, got tested at the border a few months ago <laughs> yeah when it was like not a thing anymore oh yeah yeah when i went over for keto snacks and forgot to <laughs> do the arrive can app yeah but now you, we got, you, when we got off the plane they would they had testing when we got off the plane like because at that time you had to like quarantine and test before you could like go back to work or whatever so we did Lexi and Alyssa did the testing at the airport because they needed it to go back to school look what I had to do to come in April I had to get for, for Kaya and I to go to California we both had to have negative tests we had to have 
federal paperwork, not just our provincial paperwork. And we needed, there was one other thing. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. I liked um, listening back to because of how, like the differences and in, in, like our experience just as podcasting. Mm -hmm. Like at that time, we were like learning all of this stuff. It was like our first series. We were learning how to do it. And we were some of the fresh. Things, yeah, we were fresh and formal. Now we're kind of just like, this is who we are, people. Jen always likes that. We used to say <laughs> and the then full names. <laughs> Jesse was in, was in therapy and not in public school. Yeah. I thought mm -hmm. I was like mm -hmm. Celia was in kindergarten. Nora had just been diagnosed uh, in December. That was in March. She just mm -hmm. got her formal diagnosis in December. And we recorded those like all at once. Well, not all at once, but we recorded those because so when close. we launched the podcast, we came out with two full series, so ten episodes right and off the bat. And the so first we were episode, like recording like crazy. I recorded in Florida while I was on vacation. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was at like one. No, in the, the morning. first two episodes we did. Yeah, and we got stuck in traffic. We went to Clearwater for we were staying in Orlando and we went to Clearwater and there was like major traffic on the way. It took us like three and a half hours to get back. And I'm like texting you guys going, oh, we're on our way. I'm sending uh -oh. you pictures of the traffic. And we we're, trying, we're trying, we're trying. Smoking for that episode too. Remember we got dressed up because we thought we were gonna use the videos. We're long past we that listeners. We're long past that. See me now. Oh my There's God. exactly zero mass. We would get so right. And it was, yeah. I think it was me and Jen. Maybe it was me and Rach, but two of us were like, all right, you guys, we're going to look good. We're going to yeah. like make sure we look polished. Like if you could see us right now. <laughs> we're all in sweats. <laughs> I can't wait to I'm actually in my pajamas. I didn't even dress yeah. up into sweats. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas too. <laughs> I do have a um podcast. Oh, she's repping the pod. Four out of the five of us are in merch from places we've loved. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, I laughed when you were like showering in the dark. I totally forgot that when Kari oh, yeah. was have the lights on. Yeah, the beginning of that episode was everyone like saying this was the highlight of my week but it was really like a negative <laughs> well that's it. so we had a whole this is how much <laughs> how good we are at communicating so we had this whole discussion about like how we were going to say the highlight of the week but it was actually going to be a negative thing and that was going to be like a running funny thing but Kimmy somehow missed the message <laughs> so she's like looking at us like we're nuts and you and I could hear it kind of episode you're like yeah that's a highlight and then yeah I was like I hate to hear the low light <laughs> I know. but then she like caught on like halfway through the episode because she's like oh this was a highlight and I think that's when you talked about the unpacking the bag and everything and getting stuck in the car in the oh yeah when Alyssa refused to get out of the car. rental car yeah mm -hmm. yeah oh that that was yeah Neil still so like and he that. just thought if he started she'd get out well she just pulled up and continued to scream <laughs> I'm not kidding. I thought she was going to break the bucket seat in the back. And then, Rach, with you, I thought about the fact that you were having bus issues at the time. And guess what? Yes. You're like, <laughs> kick, <laughs> kick, what did you say? Kick to the something, which was a block from the face. Yeah. The face. Kick the face. Got a kick in the yeah. shoulder, which is code for block of the face. Block of the face. Yeah. That's still true. Yeah. You know, when I listened back, I thought, oh my God, the brown boots. Oh, so, yeah. The brown like, yeah, I know. Steely quite often that. gets this like fixated thing that happens. Yeah. You know, goes from a shoe to mittens to soup. I mean, it's just all the most random things. And we had just stumbled into when we recorded 
series one, episode five, kind of a new conundrum where she needed Billy's shoes so badly that he had to come home from work to let her wear the shoes, to let the dog out so that she could take them off so he could go back to work in them. And so I had hauled it to Target, got back, you know, in, in order for her to have these effing brown boots. I, um, gosh, we're in the same deal. You know, it's like I know. terrible. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if I sound Groundhog's Day because literally bus conundrum, literally school problem. I but mean, it's like, there was a shift in the middle there. Like she went on a road trip in the summer. Like there yeah. was progress, but this is our lives. There's like an up. Yeah. We talked about the roller coaster last. <laughs> it depends often which household she's at, which is to say that Celie Flanagan, not as much of progress. Celie Lindsay, which is who she becomes when she's at Chris and Dave Lindsay's house. That's a road tripper. That's a eat breakfast. That's a get dressed. Being a getting dressed as Jamie takes her clothes off because uh, it's hot upstairs. Um, can anybody tell me what B-R-A sounds like in Boston? Brar? Brah. I said brar to our friend Kimmy the other day. No, you didn't. She- you said brar. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I will go get Lexi right now. Fair. <laughs> and then she proceeded to say, "That's how I say." It. I know I do not say. So that is a funny thing um, from series one is that Kim was still falling for my. Where did that happen? Yeah, and then yeah. she'd go car in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that was in that episode. We got a lot of excitement. I remember, so I had my cousins listen. I'm sure they, I mean, we've done a lot of episodes, but in the beginning, my cousins listened and one of them wrote me and she's like, I just love Kim's accent. (laughs) We get that so much. People love your accent all the time. When, so this was March of 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought it'd be good to go go around the table and just say what's been the most positive change in your life within that. 18 months or what's changed in you I can go first because you're all looking at me like I'm nuts (laughs) I'm here for it we want these questions pre-released Jamie (laughs) no that's better when it's not (laughs) I think for me a huge positive I think I've been a, a much better place as a mom accepting where we're at I feel like I'm not in fight mode as much looking back then I mean you can't blame me I had one kid pooping everywhere and one (laughs) (laughs) therapy full time and I feel like it's come with maturity with my kids a little bit too where the battles are a lot different and I don't know and it's it's also kind of a sad thing because like when we started the podcast Amelie was she baby she was two she was so little and now I the other day I just turned to my husband because I love my kids but man they're little a-holes sometimes like they're both yelling at me. <laughs> uh, asked me if she could finish a popsicle she had started earlier in the day that was in the freezer in a Ziploc bag. And I was on the phone with our friend Brie. And I said, no, after dinner, she takes the wrapper off the popsicle and sticks it in her mouth. Look at me dead in the eyes. And I just looked at my husband. I'm like, I mean, I know I thought about my kids growing up and enjoying them at every age. I was like, but man. <laughs> They were so much cuter before when they did this. (laughs) So I just thought like, it's been at like from two to four is a huge difference. Like Mm -hmm. we're almost coming on four and a half. So there's that too. But I think I, I'm less anxious in my mothering. I say that now, not to jinx it. I love that. I feel like I've learned how to accept help 
in Mm. different ways. And that's really changed everything. I feel like I also have accepted that nothing is forever. Like in this episode, Kim says the only constant thing in autism is the- The only thing predictable well about autism is that it's unpredictable. There it is. But like, I I feel like (laughs) I'm less- reactive when we're in fight or flight for what feels like forever. I know that eventually she'll rise up into mania. I know that there's like my gregarious kid is going to return at some point. Everything doesn't feel like it's going to be like that forever. And just accepting help, like, you know, thinking back to the last 18 months, we were friends. We were close friends. It's how the podcast started, but really staying as committed as you need to be to launch every Monday to be committed, to be together. I mean, I know I was 45, 47 minutes late today. I'm sorry. But like to be here, to not fail one another has kept us connected in friendship through that 18 months as well. Whereas in those 18 months with all other friendships or even relationships in my life, there's been periods where it's less and more out of me, but we've stayed consistent and it's just so incredible to be able to know that I'll see you guys in just a few days, that I'll, we'll talk in the middle, that even though there are aspects of my life that are still the same as they were 18 months ago, that there's people to talk to about that, that grind and mm-hmm. remind me that it's going to change and that things are parts are better. And it isn't about brown boots anymore. I mean, it's just. And call mm-hmm. out when like, remember this has happened before and it stopped or. Right. You've been, here. I mean, you can barely see through when you're in the hard and to have four people that come with four different ways, how we've already done this or we can do it or whatever. I mean, it's incredible. It's just about accepting help really. Yeah. But this reminded me of something I forgot that was going to be like Kimmy, we were talking about Alyssa staring at the freezer and banging like, Mm. but staring at the freezer and how now, now she's up in the middle of the night getting her own ice cream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She still does that though. It's been, it's been cool recently because Kim's observing that like Alyssa will do certain things well maybe you could tell this better Kimmy but we've been talking about how she'll do certain things when people are in the room and when people aren't in the room and like her expectation of all the flow well and I just remember she like got her own brownie and we were like she got uh, so she could get ice cream and she would get ice cream in the middle of the night when nobody was around but she would not go in the fridge the freezer or the cabinets if anybody was up and now she so that's just being prompt dependent mm-hmm. i think from having so much behavior therapy one of the unfortunate consequences is that they can become very prompt dependent and mm-hmm. so she won't go and get her own things because it's almost like she almost is i don't, don't want to say afraid because she would never get in trouble like it's not like she would never get yelled at or told no like i mean if she wants to go get a snack she can have a snack like I really tell this kid no. I mean, but it's just like almost like she feels so like awkward about it that she won't do it if you're looking. And now she's starting to do it. She doesn't do it a hundred percent of the time, but what did she open the freezer and say? I said, Oh, what do you want? I, I must I think it was an ice cream sandwich. So she opened the freezer and I said, What do you want? And she said, Ice cream. And I said, Go ahead, get it. I mean, and that's like seems so simple, but that's like I forgot about it's like so yeah. weird with this life it's like you almost forget things because mm-hmm. I forgot about her I mean she still does give you the stand down sometimes if she wants something and you gotta like look around and like try to figure it out but like she does it a lot less frequently she's getting better at like 
kind of showing you what she wants. And she did the same thing last, that was last night actually. And she's in the fridge and I said, oh, what do you want? She wanted chocolate milk. And I said, oh, can you make me some too? Which I didn't know if she like actually would. So she went into the other cabinet, which is on the other side of the kitchen and got a cup and gave it to me, but like didn't have her own cup. And I was like, oh, get a cup for you too. And I put my cup on the table and then she went in and got the milk and got the Hershey syrup. And then she went and made my chocolate milk and her chocolate milk and got spoons and started and then brought it over to me. And with her, it's like, so it's like funny how you say like, you know, what's improved in 18 months. She's like so much older. So it's like, I don't always see the leaps the way you guys do, you know, like her leaps from five to seven and seven to nine were like a lot more was happening. Like now it's like a lot, just a lot more subtle things, but it's still like a constant thing of, oh, how did she know that? Or like, oh, she got that or she understood that, you know, it's just... I think that's it's the funny best how... part of looking back somewhere between the old episodes and Facebook memories. I'm like, oh, by God, we're not on Brown. I know. I know. Cause <laughs> I wouldn't even re- like necessarily remember like that she was doing or not doing certain things because it all kind of meshes together. And it's just so interesting. You know, what did she say? She said something tonight. Oh, so I came in my room to get my charger. So gotcha. I have a king size bed and my charger is plugged in on the inside. And Alyssa likes to lay on the outside with her iPad plugged into Neil's charger, which is on like the other outside of the bed. And like my bed is just very like, it's a memory foam. It's just like a pain. Like you literally have to like roll over and like crawl across the bed to get it because like it has like the lumps now. And so I came in the room and I said, oh, Alyssa, I said, can you get mama's charger? And she was like, makes a face because she doesn't want to like put her thing down go over to the other I know god forbid go over to the other side of the bed to get my charger out of the wall I was like okay I said if mama comes up on the bed I'm gonna lay down and let my phone charge and she she like put her ipad down and was like when it rolled over got my charger and handed it to me but the funny thing is I was saying to my husband I go she understood exactly what I was saying yeah and even for her to understand to get the charger out of the wall and give it to me like is a lot of things yeah it's just funny she can't handle the closeness I won't say she doesn't like it because I think she does like it but she could like if I laid in the bed with her she could literally tolerate it for like two minutes and then she can't have me close to her so she does not like if like I've tried to like come and lay down I mean there's plenty of room on the bed but like she'll either get up or like start like getting all like bitchy um that I'm in there with her so sorry I'm in my own bed but yeah it's just funny so she I was like she understood exactly what I was saying and then like did it and was like yeah take your charger and go lady (laughs) it's just like funny what about you Tabs do you have anything yeah no nothing's changed with Tabitha as a past season I mean we're just riding smooth same old groundhog day basically (laughs) no movements or change in this house I was thinking back about that time because Nora was a baby. She was two years old at that time. And now she's going to be four in eight days. Like that's crazy town, just crazy. So she went from baby to toddler over the last 18 months. And same with her and the growth is like, when you look, think back to that time, like she was silent, completely silent at that time. And now she has some approximations and she's making sounds and, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like a lot of growth because you're doing it every day. You know, it's hard to like track that amount of growth, but even like putting up the Christmas tree, we all did that together. 
And I looked over and she was picking ornaments out and she put them on the tree, which she would have never done in the past. And I just watched her. She was like opening the thing, putting them on the, you know, before it would be just like taking them off as we're putting them on. But she was placing ornaments on the tree and like she can put her own shoes on, like just all these, all these incredible things. And then Nixon, the same thing, like four to six, his growth has been out of this world especially with like communication and language and connecting to others and no his flexibility too don't you think yeah I think for sure his flexibility understanding of time has really helped us a lot I think with anxiety we still have a problem with time like when things are going to happen but it's getting better like I can definitely see especially with this Christmas season like he's understanding a little bit more about waiting and having things come the other day he was angry because we were driving in the car and I had my music playing and he wanted to listen to Mario Odyssey which let me tell you that's quite the jam Mario Odyssey on repeat in your car I was like I can't I can't listen to Mario Odyssey right now but he we had to turn on the Mario Odyssey sometimes you just have to give in to the the thing but as before I turned on he looked at me and he said I am so angry right now (laughs) and I was like okay that's great thank you for communicating I can you know, understand that you're angry and the words is, you know, he would have never been able to do that even like six months ago. And I think being around typical kiddos had his growth. He's just learning so much from, you know, he's always been in a program with, you know, developmental delayed children or children with, you know, additional needs or autistic kids. And this is the first time that he's been around like in a program he's in kindergarten now with typical peers and I think he's really learning a lot from being around um, them so the growth is crazy when you think back to it it's just really mind-blowing and the other day he had a huge bruise on his leg and I was like what happened and I always ask what happened but you never get like an answer you don't know what's happening and he looked me in the face and he said I fell on the playground on the rocks and I was like what and of course, you know, like it could be any number of things. There's no follow-up with that. Like, when did it happen? Were you playing? Like, but that's the first time I think he's been able to answer a question directly, like of something prior in the day that's happened. So that's huge. Plus, it's basically like one sentence that's who, what, where, when, why. Yeah. And so that's pretty that's mind-blowing. Huge. I was like blown away by it. And, you know, it's always hard for us, I think, as parents in those situations, because you don't know especially with, you know, Nixon's a huge scripter. And so he can take something from a show and use it as a response to something. So it's hard to know, but this felt like a direct answer to a question about something of his day. And it's pretty incredible. And then for me personally, I mean, who knows? I'm a hot mess. I think I have learned, I'm kind of with Rachel, I'm getting better accepting help from other people. I'm getting better at communicating that I'm literally falling off a ledge sometimes. And I'm also getting better at accepting people's view of who I am, even though I don't think that about myself. I think kind of trying to internalize other people's perspective of who I am as a person, which I think is good. And I do feel like my energy as far as the autism diagnosis and the processing of that, I think we're settled in at this point. Um, to accepting a lot of different things. It doesn't make it easier. 
uh, sometimes, especially, you know, after this long weekend of sickness and Christmas anxiety, but it feels less impactful as I carry forward. So before when something like this would happen, the combination of sickness and no sleep and puking and Christmas anxiety all together as one would kind of linger for me after it all settled. It would be like a couple of weeks of me trying to bounce back personally. And I think I'm getting better at kind of being like, okay, this is today, tomorrow will look different, you know? So I'm kind of doing better with that um, myself. I will say that this time of my life is the hardest time I've ever been through. And I, I feel like a failure as a mother often because of the amount of time that I'm parenting. Um, so I'm trying to resolve myself of that, but I'm learning as I go. So you're trying, I'm trying, I'm trying every day. You're doing so great. hard, <laughs> trying so hard. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, people, I need a break. I just need to close my eyes for one second, take a couple deep breaths, recenter, maybe do child's pose in the kitchen just so I don't freak out. I've been there. How about you, Jen? I know you guys just did a big thing and you went to the Nutcracker and I was thinking about that with the, how you always had to carry like your big fun fit bag with you everywhere full stuff. For her, you know, probably 15 months ago, I don't think I would have been able to go alone with her even 15 short months ago, because I obviously can't leave her alone to go to the bathroom. I mean, she's mm-hmm. 10, but she also wouldn't go into a bathroom where I usually a neurotypical child will go into, into a bathroom with you. Why go, why you go be? She wouldn't go into the actual bathroom. So if I had to go, I had to <laughs> gotta hold it. No, so that was always hard. So I'd always have to have a second set of hands, which I, I don't actually have a second set of hands. I'd have to bring my sister-in-law or, you know, which was great to those kind of things. For her, it's like when we were chatting before, she brought her dinner dishes into the kitchen. She put them next to the sink. She got her own her own juice, got her own cup out of there. And I said, what are you looking for? And she said, a lid. She needed a lid to the cup of the juice she just poured. So little things like that, like Kimmy said, that Cute. to most yeah. don't seem like anything, yeah. but it's pretty wild to see. Uh, also, she's had a huge language growth. And, and, you know, she's just, she got her period in that 15 months. And I feel like she's gone from here to kind of, we're kind of coasting now, you know, like we're, we're coasting a lot of good stuff for her. She's doing ballet. She's doing gymnastics, you know, just lots of things that I wasn't really sure we'd do. I signed her up for soccer. She it's like soccer. incredible. Yeah. It, I have to say been... it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Explosive, I, I, think. I think, yeah, I think 12, 12 was her biggest. Well, and you talked about the meds recently, how like there was that date the doctor gave you, like, so long out for the meds to leave your system and you're like that day oh, kind of okay. came and went which was like a mm-hmm. big deal that you're like finally yeah. feel like she's clear from all that yeah which is awesome yeah and then for me I mean as shocking as it may seem I've actually really learned in this last year to let things go I mean I'm still working on it I still get my and out over a lot of things but I'm working <laughs> on it and proven just you're kind trying of like, too. I, I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I can't. It's it's kind of like I can't change what is. I can't yeah. change what's happened. I can only look forward. You know, I'm I'm kind of like you. Just get to the point. You have no f- left to give, but you just kind of go. Okay, this is. You know, you're just sort of on this trajectory, and it's like, yeah, I just I'm at the point in my life where, you know, I've been in my same career for over thirty years. You know, I'm I'm very comfortable in that, and you know, she's settled in. So it's kind of this weird. You know, say this now and tomorrow shit's going to blow up sideways, but there's just sort of this calm that in 12 years we've never had. Mm. And it's really hard to explain, but 
yeah, this this 12th year with her was just Morgan has two boys. Kirby Morgan does have two boys. <laughs> Shout out to Do you Kirby. think her um growth, out to growth and communication has anything to do with it? Yes. Or her growth in language? Yes. I mean, we we all at the table have um, some non-speaking children at, currently at this time. Some were non-speaking, some lost language, got it back. I've talked about it. Kaya didn't say her first word till she was five. And I often think of how frustrating that is. Like Tabitha, you've talked about Nora. You just feel she has so much to say, but she can't verbalize it. So that frustration, you know, of just, yeah. So I do think that, and I mean, I, I'm, I've said it before. I think Kaya getting her period, life-changing, of course, but for her, it was this sort of, like a breath with yeah yeah, yeah. when well, I think something I've noticed in you guys too is we talked about this a little before but how you were like you were in your office recording yeah recording and stuff you were at work and like seeing your guys's bond and stuff change as like you're together a ton which is exhausting but I don't know your bond's really sweet you guys go out to lunches and you both mm-hmm. have like yeah we're going to lunch today you go get your nails done like yeah this really sweet mother-daughter bond that I think has come because she's getting older and there's that maturity. She's more into like some of that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I think it's part because you guys are together so much. And yeah. Just- and I mean, I do go a hundred miles a minute, but I also feel like I've slowed down in an odd mm. way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we're going to do. And, and I do, we do, do we do, we do actually go out and do a lot of things, you know, things that we just didn't, I she couldn't do so before. Present. Where before it was like, when you know, when you're trying to manage treading water and moving forward at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's something. And right now- And being full-time in an office opposed to working from home. I mean, I'm very grateful, lucky, thankful. I have, I I can't say enough about my employer. I'm very, very, very fortunate. Um, And I think that's changed it too. I don't have that hustle of the morning of getting her there and then having to go to an office and then, you know, working till five and having someone else pick her up from school, bring her home, spend all those, that time with her. You know what I mean? You used to talk about how like, you do not want to be a stay at home mom that you need her to have a a caregiver. And I mean, there was some tumultuous, like within that 18 months, Mm -hmm. you've had several caregivers and therapeutic like settings or whatever, you know, between school and this and well I always had Susan consistently but you know we went through one a rough patch with taking her off oil THC oil um and so we had a Marley thinking that would help and it was actually terrible Marley was like the best thing ever but in that time for her it just wasn't you know but yeah yeah yeah, lots of things so but it's it's, such a shift like you're just so present in being the one and these are the events of the day and the week and the whatever, and we're going to handle it and do it. Well, I missed a lot than... of, I missed a lot of the first stuff because mm-hmm. I worked full-time in an office and it's, you know, when you're gone nine mm-hmm. hours out of their day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, and I think too, one thing I was going to say that I've seen the shift in you is that you've taken on this perspective of just trying, like, mm-hmm. we're going to try, we're going to see how this goes. And if it is terrible, we'll leave. If it's, great it's great and most of the time it's these adventures out and these things that you've been not easy but they turn out spectacular Mm -hmm. and you're both doing fantastic in that way and I think that has been a big shift in watching this kind of take place is that you're just like we're going to the freaking nutcracker I'm buying tickets you know what I mean like that's great (laughs) it's it's awesome and it I think it's for me I have the youngest kids here 
autistic children here, nor is the baby as far as diagnosis goes and everything. And I learned so much just from your guys' perspective on how things have changed and similarities with my kids and not similarities, even Jesse, who's older than Nixon, you know, just learning all of these things about our kids together, but also Mm -hmm. seeing the past and like how it's similar. There's so many similar threads of our kids. It helps me to kind of like think, okay, on the horizon, this is going to shift and this is going to change. It's hard as heck right now, especially with the language. I mean, Nora's language is I mean, we're in a tough spot with that right now, but it could shift any time or it couldn't. And then we'll learn a new way to help her. You know, and the I mean? thing is, it's like wild looking back, like, yeah, even in, in the past year and a half, like all the things that have like changed, like people have moved, like you don't have a caregiver anymore, like all these things. And it's like, wow, that was only in the, in the past year and a half, you know, all these things yeah. have changed. And then I was looking back, I was thinking, I just wrote about this the other day where five years ago, Alyssa had no words, zero, barely any sounds. And I forget, I almost forget that, they, I mean, she's not communicative. She does, is able to say words. Um, it's mostly repeating, like identifying. Sometimes she can say things unprompted, but majority of the time she doesn't, re- isn't really able to use it to communicate. But still like five years ago, I couldn't hear her voice saying things like she like lays in her bed and she's like leopard or like whatever like whatever thing she's talking about we do like a um, a bedtime thing where we do good night sleep and I stop and she'll say tight and then I go don't let the bedie bugs and she says bite I mean it's it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. five years ago the hope for that was almost done I mean she was 21 she was still nonverbal. She had some sounds, but they were pretty inconsistent. A couple of word approximations, like, you know, n- almost nothing. In like, I love that her receptive language has exploded too. I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you that mm-hmm. and she her, laughs her, from a different room more than any other family member in your household when we talk. Yeah, she does. In her awareness too, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's not just the speech, but it's like when I just remember that there was a time that I would give anything to hear her say one word anything you know what I mean and now she does it and it's like I almost don't remember that she didn't do it mm-hmm. and she's so aware of things like even like the thing with the charger or like even with like who different people are and just mm-hmm. all the stuff it's just it's really unbelievable especially when you have a child who's like on the more severe side of the spectrum like she is that her delays are just it's not like she's you know a couple of years behind she's significantly significantly impaired like with language with expressive what receptive and just to see that growing and then it makes you wonder it's like has she known these things all along and hasn't mm-hmm. had a way of telling mm-hmm. us these things because I'm like well she never knew who Santa was but like maybe she did but she couldn't tell us you now if she sees a picture of Santa she could say Santa if you yeah. say what does he say she says ho 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 like she gets understands and I say do you want to get a Christmas tree like she knows what that means like she did she not go on an airplane no no (laughs) do you Mm want to go to disney no 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 no. (laughs) well i was gonna say like with with autism the one thing with autism that i think is like tricky for us as parents is that our children's progression and regression happens at the same time and so like people are used to a linear development of their kids like everything grows on a uphill Mm -hmm. swing and our kids kind of like circle around that and Mm -hmm. 
as, when you're in the regressions, it feels deep and heavy. When you're in the mm-hmm. progressions, it feels fantastic and amazing. But seeing it all together in one package of time is very complicated because it doesn't mm-hmm. happen in that trajectory. And I think taking time to look back and be like, this has all happened in 18 months. That's yeah. wild. Our kids. As are- you're saying this, I picture like this crazy EEG for my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is not a hill. Okay, people. This well, is like not- for us, I always think that the the tough times begat the progress. So like, yeah. I've talked mm-hmm. about this before, like the wonder when your babies, they have these things called wonder years where your baby's like really wonder years, the wonder weeks where your baby's like really fussy. And that's because it's leading up to a big jump, a big mm-hmm. leap in progression. And I don't think that ever ends for our kids. Like mm-hmm. Jesse will I have agree. a really rough time. And then when he, when that ends, all of a sudden there's this huge leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's yeah. like, and that's the only thing that sometimes gets me through a really dark time is because yeah. in my head, I'm like, okay, well, there's going to be a light. There's going to be some, mm-hmm. something, something's going to happen when this time's over. Cause I know by now that it will be over mm-hmm. and then something great will happen. And sometimes it's just something little and sometimes it's something really big, but I feel that very consistently. Yeah. happens. I always imagine it as like a tire that you filled up with. And I think I've said this in the podcast before tire you filled up with too much air and the second you put that valve in to release some of the air that's how it feels I think as it's happening you know like it's so tense until so filled and pressured and then you just get an immediate release when it kind of settles itself into place it's interesting and it's like hard because it's like I feel like I'm so in tune with her moods and her what's going on with her that like it affects me Mm -hmm. because then it's like I have a hard time when she's having a hard time you know so then it's like I wonder how much I put on to Seely or how much I keep her there because for such a stretch in these last 18 months it's been like I know that something's building so I'm reacting bigger Mm -hmm. before she is then I have to pick up the pieces and plan tomorrow and be in the present moment and still get her in the bath and still get her dinner. (laughs) So like I'm making it last longer too, because I've just wrangled a hellcat. So like in trying to stay present, I'm trying to like shorten the duration of the storm because I do, I know that I bring it earlier and make it later when I'm imbalanced all of it. That's a wild, wild, wild ride. It's like the memories in our phones now with pictures and everything. It like, yeah. it's hot and it's nice because I should be good at journaling, but I'm not, but it's nice to have like a thought out, like how I'm mm-hmm. feeling in that moment and being raw and honest with you guys and on the podcast and be able to look back at that. But anyway, if you want to go re-listen to the episode we're speaking about, it was series one, talk like a mother, which fun fact was almost our podcast name and this was episode five thanks for joining us at the table we have a very special episode coming out next week because hint hint this is our 99th episode we've done so woohoo killing it we should be doing a live on it'll be our first time doing a live recording of the podcast on the 20th which is friday night we're going to record our 100th episode live. So join us for that. And that will be our episode next week. So we're really excited. <laughs> and thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks everybody. Thank you for sitting at the table for this episode of the Table for Five No Reservations podcast. 
To learn more, please read the description of this episode. In there, you can also find where to sign up for our newsletter and how to become a supporter. Join us next week for more. And while you wait, check out our content on Facebook and Instagram. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen. To contact us, you can email us at tableforfivepodcasts at gmail.com. We can't wait to sit with you again. Bye.